0: Stuff that thing's operational,
1: Doctor Ben. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always
0: angry.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 107 of the usual podcast, a podcast we discuss Star Wars: The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me, after what seems like forever in a day is my co-host, Will. Say what's up, buddy.
0: Actually, I believe it's two months in a day. It hasn't been two months,
1: but okay. Well, since we've been in the same room, I guess.
0: Yeah, two months in a day.
1: Hmm.
0: Adorable. Adorable. Anyway, we're just sitting also, here... Oh, nope. Also, You're I have right to say ahead. that 107 is my fraternity ritual number.
1: And we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. Uh, what you drinking, buddy?
0: Uh, I am drinking Franziskaner Weissbier Beer Natural Trub from... The uh, Spaten Brewery in Munich. Uh, they have been brewing since 1363.
1: Um, I feel like you spoke another language, but that's okay. I'm
0: alright. I right did. It's called a German. Hmm. Well, I don't speak German. Oh, I just realized not appropriate for me to be drinking a German beer today. Why? Oh.
1: Well, here we are. Um, and I'm just sitting here enjoying my, uh, an old staple of mine, a hop stupid ale from Lagunitas Brewing Company. They had a six pack and was on sale. So I bought it. It's delicious. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at IMO Griggs. And of course, we're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and all those places. So when you see us, give us positive ratings. We would love some more ratings and stars and such. And share us when you see us. That'd be great. And we do have the timestamps in the show notes. Uh we're gonna be talking about San Diego Comic Con, some SWOTOR news, some influencer exclusive stuff, which will be pretty cool. A little um, bit of Disney news. Yeah, a little Disney news. But if you want to jump around, uh, I always put the timestamps in the show notes if you just want to check out for uh, Star Wars and, uh, you know, pop culture. So here we are. Sounds good. All right, man. So thank you to the chat room. Sorry, some people got botted a moment ago, but I'm not in control of bots. Um, I feel like they're going to take over the world anyway. So here we are. Right? Yeah, bots are weird. Uh, SWOTOR time.
0: You want to fight? i'm ready you do not have to stand against me instead i will share all of this with you if you will only kneel all right dude so
1: star wars yonder public uh real quick before we get into this whole thing let's just talk about our Puck Cantina, we have not recorded since then. We have our, not. Our last show was episode 106, which was from the cantina in San Diego during Comic-Con. We were joined by some of the best people in the world. Um Yeah. Jesse came down for the third year in a row. Um, Who do we have? Um, Elise. Actus and Elise and Devin showed his pretty face this year, which was awesome. And... um uh ray and steve and his wife and red and pretty red and heather and we just had a we just had a really kick-ass time um it's all over you know on the social media i think i pinned it to the top of the twitter uh the periscope if you want to check that out and it is our last episode of course but i just want to thank uh obviously mission brewing company for putting us up again uh my wife's shop hippie's long stockings uh gave some awesome prizes here which was really damn cool and of course, um just thanks everybody for making the trip and um hanging out with us and drinking with us and such.
0: Of course, and anybody can still get the uh the official Pucked Cantina t shirts oh, yes? if you go to uh Teespring dot com slash pucked two thousand seventeen or teespring dot com slash puck twenty seventeen women's. Sweet. Yeah, man. Um it was fun. Highlights for you, sir? Um, the puck cantina definitely was a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: Um, I just mean from that,
0: from the cantina. Oh, from the cantina. Yeah. It was a, it was a good time. I, I, we got into a heated debate about, uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. There was some,
1: there was some heat around Game of Thrones. The first episode had just dropped before San Diego. Right. And, um, it was, it was hard to keep down everybody's speculations and, and strong feelings towards people that are awesome, like, uh, um, Arya Stark. Cause come on, she's amazing. Oh so, yeah, it's
0: awesome. So
1: yeah, so I mean, obviously we're up to what episode five's airing tonight.
0: Yeah, five's airing tonight.
1: So after this, I'm watching that for sure.
0: Uh I might have to, you know.
1: That's that's nope, nope.
0: Oh, anyway, so
1: just messing with buddy. Uh, anyway, man. So let's. Anything else with Pucked You want
0: to talk about? Um, no, I thought it was great. Mission Brewery was was fantastic. It yeah. was a lot easier since we lifted there this time. Yeah, and we didn't walk. I walked. You did not. Yeah.
1: Oh I you walked. did. No. Yeah. I yeah.
0: I left ahead of you guys and I walked. It's not that fun. Yeah, I had to stay late because we were still eating.
1: Anyway, uh yeah, dude, it was it was a ton of fun. Um I can't wait to do it again next year. So real quick, since this is at the top of the show and technically in Swotor Um, if you want to join us or you're interested in San Diego Comic Con, um, my best suggestion to you before all the madness starts up again for next year is just to go to, um, just Google San Diego Comic Con, make a member ID, sign up for the emails and you'll get notified, um, when it's time to, you know, go for the lottery for tickets and stuff like that. And we'd love to have any of you guys who are listening join us there.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's always a great time. I mean, you've been six years now. I've been five. Indeed. It's it's a good time.
1: Yeah, we'll talk some more highlights later in the show um, about the con in general. But that, I just wanted to put Pucked out there. Thank you to everybody who showed up. Snuck up on me. Okay, so the council. This is a, um. we got a preview, actually, during the Puck Cantina. Elise was talking about the things she does online, remember? Yep. And she says, I have a secret project going. And we're like, well, you're going to tell us right now, right? So I guess Sakari, Magic, Redna, and Elise are doing a Twitch um, vod podcast i guess is what it's called um called the council where they sit around and talk so tour stuff um and i have not sadly got a chance to uh, watch their first one but i have a link in the show notes to that and i can't wait to check it out and uh i'll talk more about that next week for sure but i want to give a shout out to those guys i love all those people magic actually um was in our um Raid group. Uh, she walked with us the other oh, night, nice. so that was really cool as well. Um, and Red, of course. Uh Elise couldn't make it, but I'm only kind of mad at her. Because she's a slacker. Yeah, well, no big deal. Um, anyway, man, so that's that. And any other... Oh, one more thing. So, Crisis on Umbara, we talked about, is the next expansion that is coming out on August 22nd, which is... Uh, next you know, Tuesday. Nine, yeah, next Tuesday. So, essentially, uh they've given us kind of free reign at this point in the day on this day to uh on our channels to show the teasers for influencers so i thought that was kind of cool it's just a short little teaser and then i'm going to show an even more fun one you guys ready uh i didn't set this up ahead of time mox don't judge me um but give me just one second all right so if you are in the chat room which hopefully um mox didn't get kicked out again uh, Well, we're going to watch the teaser, and this is the Old Republic, the Crisis Anumbara teaser trailer. Ready? So, that was it. What do you think?
0: Uh, I think it looks cool. What's up with the new outfit?
1: Oh, uh, that's the Outlander's new digs, man. What do you think? You're Interesting. Not, you're not feeling it?
0: Uh, It's very finny.
1: Yeah, they would like some shoulder fins. Yeah. I like shoulder fins. You don't like shoulder fins?
0: Mm.
1: It's kind of futuristic. It's like... You're the,
0: you're the same person that likes all the feathers on the Sith Lords, don't you? Feathers make you cool. <laughs> it's like in the old timey days,
1: dude, when you have ruffles. The more ruffles, the cooler you are, right? Good point. Good point.
0: Uh, they're like, uh, epaulettes.
1: Yeah. I'm just more ruffles, fins. It's all the same. You know, when you like go to the future in old timey movies and like they all have rings around them. Yes. Same thing. I got you. Okay. So <laughs> since we're talking about <laughs> so stupid, uh, since we're talking about, um, Community stuff. Uh, passionately casual. Some of our friends, one of them may or may not be in the chat room still. If my bot didn't exclude. Oh, nope. He said he's there. Hey, buddy. Uh, they put, <laughs> they put out a really hilariously coolly, coolly, uh, voice acted, uh, version of that trailer. Let's see it. I watched it earlier. It's pretty damn funny. Hold on a second. Uh, it's super funny. I love it. And, and so people were other influencers doing other things with it. Um, I didn't have time to do anything cool with it. So I just uh, showed it to you guys, and you got to see
0: it. Anything else? Was just doing an English accent there. Uh, maybe, maybe. Just curious. Anyway, buddy, anyway. Uh let's
1: move on. So, did you do anything in game while you were gone, buddy? Anything?
0: Um, I did actually quite a bit. I uh, I started playing the GTN a little bit. Um, I making I, any money? Uh, yeah, a couple million. I really didn't have a ton to sell, but I cleared out my. Uh, my command stash mm-hmm. and so now i'm holding all the 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 armor set stuff that i got until i get the rest of it so i can uh that's all. wow
1: <laughs> yeah no i the, uh mox just uh tuned in and said it took just about 12 hours to do that yeah it it shows that was really well done uh jess hats off to you i that, that kind of stuff takes a long time yeah good jobs. so continue buddy. um you made no money
0: Oh, I made a couple million, but it was because I was selling all the stuff from Command Stash, which a lot of people would have had because they've leveled up further in command than I have. Right. Um, but you know, like I sold one thing, uh I sold a, a set of bracers that I'd gotten that wasn't as good as what I had, so I sold it for eight hundred grand. Stuff nice, like that. Yeah. I uh I and I, I started doing a lot of uh trying to finish up some um achievements. So I was going around trying to get all the uh the really hard to get uh, gear stuff that you get from the epic drops with the cedar, uh, droid.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, the, uh, secret droid? Yeah, yeah. The secret droid? Yeah.
0: And, um, so while doing that, I was picking up a lot of the, uh, the exploiter and the, uh, explorer and, uh, the pleasure cruiser, um, ship uh parts oh cool and so i was able to sell all those for you know 25,000 to 100 grand each and so i was making a little money here and there um but yeah so that's pretty much what i was doing cool man
1: uh i actually well you know we've been in san diego i've been on vacation i was off the grid for about a week um which is why we're finally back after a couple weeks um but i'm glad to be back and speaking of i didn't get called into work friday night so i got to come back to WAG and um it was. I mentioned this earlier already, but uh it was a ton of fun. We one shotted Tithe and the sisters, nice. and we had some time to kill, so we went and did um, uh, what is it? Dread Tooth twice on two different instances, and the same with uh, Trap Jaw. Like, well, I said, Lock Charlie. It's, it's it's Trap, Trap, Trap Jaw, Trap Jaw. Oh, um, no. on Tatooine.
0: On oh, right, Tatooine.
1: And it was it was a ton of fun, man. It was just fun to be with everybody again, have a couple drinks, um. It's just nice to hear all the voices of of our awesome guild again. Right. Uh, Dreadtune is
0: the one on uh, Section X, right? Yes. Uh That's actually one that I've never beaten, and so it's something I need for achievement. Well, you should have joined us. But I do also need to set up something through the guild to get a group of uh, – to do world boss uh, stuff because I still have that mission to get the – I think it's the Acolyte Ice. Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah, yeah, those. I I still have those too. Yeah. So I definitely want to get that one. It's either ice or fire. I can't remember which one. Totally.
1: Um Yeah, man. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, I'm stoked to be back, honestly. And, yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, I mean, I you, you started work a few days ago. Yeah. I start work day after tomorrow, really tomorrow. Uh, back to the grind? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so it's going to be nice.
1: I got at least a 12-hour day tomorrow. It's a registration night. It's my favorite. Oh, no. Awesome. No, I'm not excited. Okay, let's move on. Uh, so we're going to get into some news. It's just a couple quick things. we we're so behind and, s- and so many people have been covering most of this stuff. I really just want to focus on a couple of discussion topics that popped up. Um, but just a couple of news items. Season eight rewards came out for PvP, which is pretty cool. Um, there's a, uh, flaming macron mount, which, um, looks oh, that's cool. pretty badass. You, you know, well, you can see it over in the other screen. Um, and there's some other pretty cool, uh, uh, weapons and stuff like that. Um, obviously the beef, uh, to the community team is essentially, why do they wait till now? The season I think is ending on the 22nd with the next patch. So like this just came out like, w- right. why not just could you tell them ahead of time? So they know what they're working towards. So then like, either they're going to do it or they're not. I just, I still don't quite understand that. It's baffles me, but the,
0: the, the, the flaming, uh, mount, I think is very cool. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, is there still is that unfixed achievement of, uh, where you have to set. 100 macrons on fire when you kill them Mm. and you still can't do it no it's been that way for like three years interesting
1: well we'll have to solve that problem then dude i don't know how but um there's some changes with unassembled components having to do with pvp as well uh that's coming in 5.4 um hopefully making it so their time in in a nutshell their time in pvp will get them more unassembled components to get gear So, that's, I just nutshelled it because I don't, I don't do PvP that much. Um, but it is a, it's, it is interesting that they're still working on, uh, on doing that. Um, and let's see, scheduled maintenance, uh, 5.4 is launching on August 22nd and I'm pretty excited about it.
0: Yeah. Next week, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. We talked about, um,
1: all the things in the roadmap coming up and I can't wait for the patches to come out, but we'll talk about all that next week. But, um, yeah, new flashpoint and, uh, Crisis of Umbar, new, um, uh,
0: Stronghold and all that stuff. It's gonna be fun. Oh, that's right. The Stronghold's gonna be on, um, Umbar? Is it on Umbar? Yeah.
1: That's the train. That's oh, that's just, right. It's the train why, one. That's, that's
0: why we just watched the thing for the, yeah, I know. For the train.
1: And, I hate you. I know. I just thought it out there, bro.
0: <laughs> no, I, just, I forgot the Stronghold was a train. That's kinda cool. I did like that the uh the Manon stronghold only had four things to unlock instead of mm-hmm. nine. Um they were all more expensive than the first ones. Um so that was fine, but it, it just I liked it. And they were just bigger sections. Yeah, I went through and unlocked it all.
1: It was pretty cool. Um I I haven't decorated it much, but I did put some of the big pieces up. So like from where you zone in at, if you look up on the right, because they have that big centerpiece hook up there, is my biggest statue. So it's like this I think it's the big um Revan statue or something okay, yeah. where it's like looking down on you it looks pretty badass so i like.
0: yeah that's pretty cool i uh um i actually decorated quite a bit um, yeah. i mean not really in depth i mean i did a lot of things i mean i set up uh, because i made it my main stronghold and uh, nice. um i you know so i created my whole area that has like all my cargo holds it has my fabricator droids and cool. the gtn and stuff like that but then i've uh, just as you get on manon you have that big long walkway before you even get inside all of my pets are lined up oh, on either adorable. side. So that's really cool. And then, uh, um, when you go in, um, it's got pictures of planets. Yeah. With the planet pedestals in front of it. Oh, that's nice. So it's kind of cool. And then, um, when you go outside, I've got the, uh, the lounge area that you got for the manon. If you bought the, the pack from totally. cartel coins and on either side are the light side and dark side datacrons. Oh, those are, I the, like those. Yeah, with the new first big, uh, the first, or uh, the new, um, Monon statue you got. Yeah. And behind it are all of my companions. Nice. And everything is really kind of cool. And then to the side, I've got a bar with the, uh, the dance floor. Uh,
1: while you were talking, we were talking smack by in the chat room. So, uh, the next thing here is launcher is being updated. Please wait. Now with the late. Lady- <laughs> face is priceless. So the, the issue really is. Obviously, you probably know this. Windows has stopped kind of supporting Vista or stopped supporting Windows, Vista and XP. Right. And so the issue with that is people who are still running those operating systems are running up against an issue launching the game after the latest yes. update from SWOTOR's side. So there's a workaround, I guess, but they're really just encouraging people to upgrade. Um, I still have when I have Windows 7 on this machine, which I like. I have Windows 10 on my laptop. I'm getting used to it, but. Um, well, I, I
0: personally really like Windows 10. Yeah, um, a lot of people do, and they've worked a lot of the bugs out. Yeah, so. they did. Well, they took the they took out the worst parts of eight mm. and kept the best parts. So I really, I do really like it, and it's a smaller file and yeah, it's faster. I like it. Um, but I think they're going to be supporting seven for quite a bit longer yeah, because it's, so the, it's the most stable recent one.
1: Yeah, no, I I did seven, and I I just kind of locked in on it on this machine, but uh, I haven't had any. Issues except for that one I've been having that but that's with the update from a while ago anyway right. still working on that one but. So there's a lot of posts about it. I have a link in the show notes to it. Um, if you're having that problem, that's the reason. So definitely uh, work on getting that fixed. Uh, but if you have Vista XP, that's that's the, your main issue. Um, also class changes, Lethality and Operative, Ruffian, Sc- Ruffian Scoundrel, and uh, Fury Marauder and Concentration Sh- Sentinel. I just have the links in there if you want to check out what's coming in the patches coming up. Very cool. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here's the big one. One big one. We're not going to Star Wars yet. We have discussion topics, bro. Wow.
0: Sorry. I was scrolling down the show notes. <laughs> and yes, check them, Brian. We have show notes.
1: Oh, bye. Do we have show notes? 5%. Will prep doesn't
0: will. know what's in them, but I have show notes. It's 5% prep will. <laughs>
1: Another burn. Okay. So server legacy merger, uh, discussion thread. So I want to open this up because I want to read one line from it. Um, this is a thread that's been going for a bit. Um, but the main, uh, the main thing about it is, People have been like, you're not responding. What are you doing about it? Blah, 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 So obviously the, now the conversation is kind of going towards instead of, um, making a mega server, just merging all of the servers, which is what they did early on. Remember they merged a bunch of servers? Yes. Right? Uh, we used to be on Wound in the Force and well, now they went on- from
0: like 20 servers to six or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, well, more than 20, I think in the beginning, but anyway. So this is what happens. So he says, I, uh, he being, uh, this is Keith. Okay. Uh he says, uh, thanks for the slap. <laughs> we haven't been communicating anything about server plans, but have dropped a number of hints. Um, even in the interview I did, we said we're considering virtually everything in this thread, plus a ton of other technical details. Um and he says, although you all know all this, server mer- if a server merge was the direction, then we need to make sure we understand the reasons why players don't want to move. Because again, you can move servers. Right. Right. Um, and there's obviously a lot of things that go along if people if they do do this right so he says there's hardware software connectivity database considerations also a ton of in-game things to consider like legacy cargo hold uh slots across multiple servers decorations and strongholds currency caps merging of legacies number of characters on a server keeping the guilds and guild assets intact and more also names stuff like that people are going to lose their names um and you have conquest domination of large guilds over everyone else which is another component because if you're on a if everybody's on the same one, obviously the bigger guilds are going to win Conquest every yep. week. So that's something to keep in mind. He says, lastly, as we've done with our East Coast servers, we need to upgrade the environment to ensure it's a great great experience for everyone. Um And hopefully uh in the upcoming roadmap, they'll have a plan. But he's not committing anything, obviously, because they never will on this, probably. But Of course not. But, it, you know, it is what it is. And and it does I, I'm just curious what you think. Uh, should they just keep it kind of the way it is? There's only so many servers as it is right now. Or should people just I think the major issue too is larger guilds on a, di- on a unpopulated server. If they want to move, there's a lot of difficulties with that. There's also people on less populated servers that want to RP and just want to be on their small servers and it's a great environment for them. So forcing them to move is an issue. So there's a lot of, a lot of things going on here more than just like, we want queues to pop, put all the servers together.
0: Right. Um, th- you know, the nomination of the larger guilds doesn't really touch me personally just because if i'm gonna do conquest i do it for the conquest points and stuff like that mm-hmm. i don't do it because you know our guild doesn't really compete for it that way and that would
1: all be that would be all that was left anyway exactly at that point,
0: yeah um but what what does get me is the different types of styles that play i mean like they've kind of fixed the issue with there being um uh pvp versus pve sure because you with can, the instances right with the instances but um what really gets it i think would be rp Mm-hmm. and it would be you know because honestly if you have our peers that are into pvp right they're rping, so they're gonna be going at a slower pace and da da sure. they're gonna be easier to gank and i just think it's
1: yeah i there's there's a lot of things going on here man and i and i just think um there's a lot of really good discussions going on in the community and excuse me if you listen to any any of the other podcasts it, it you know they're gonna talk about it one way or another um Oh, what is it? The only way to get a... Oh, Guild Conquest a uh, join BBB. What does that mean?
0: must be a huge guild.
1: Yeah. So... Oh, it must be, yeah. So, I mean, but that's really it. I mean, if you really care about that, though... You would
0: have been part of that guild already, I would think. Probably. But at the same time... Or if it was... You know, not if you care about it. If it was that important yeah, to you. Yeah, And... and if I, it's not important to you. I'm sorry. Sir, you could create a new character and join that guild with that character. Sure. But I, mean, I don't know, man. I think... I think, uh, oh, <laughs> that's a great guild. Name. That's awesome.
1: I think what's interesting though, man, is, um, I just, I think the loss of names and what you're going to do with your stuff is the biggest thing. Uh, for me, I know that's why my main's name is what it is. It wasn't always that. I had to add a letter. Right. Um, I, and a couple of the other characters, I had to change their names completely when we moved from Shadowlands to Harbinger. That was a willing move. When it was Wound of the Force and, and it, and, or Wound, yeah, wound in the force, and then we moved to a different server. Mm-hmm. There was another issue. So, the bastion. yeah, and we've then been on four servers. We've been on a bunch of servers, so yeah, and then we went to the bastion. And then we, yeah. So, for me, that's my issue: is I don't want to have to reopen strongholds. I don't want to redecorate stuff. I don't. So, if all that was smooth, I don't want to have to deal with. I couldn't imagine our guild leaders trying to move our whole guild over oh, and stuff be- like that. So, if they can figure that stuff out, cool. If not, I, I, I don't. I don't know if server merge is the best thing, but that's just me.
0: Yeah, I think we have so few servers in, in right now, anyways. Yeah, that and really, there's, I mean, only a, a few West Coast, a few East Coast. It's like, true. You know, you can't have one major server and just everybody. I mean, because well, you can, and a lot of games do it. But again,
1: if you start that way, it's one thing. Yeah. If you, you know, and there's other ways around it too. There's, I've heard some other suggestions too, where they can kind of mess with it a little bit to where it's not exactly merging everything together but like some things are shared you know what i mean like just you know q pops or something like that but again that's cross server which is the issue that we've been talking about exactly for years um let's let's talk about something that's near and dear to my heart because you know i like everything legacy based yeah you do um legacy based currency Uh, a little um i thought this would be a nice change because i don't know if you saw this yet i have not um so keith said as of right now um, it's not a legacy currency. And he's saying, the question was, I assume that the new currency would be legacy-wide. And this, I think, is the one that has to do with getting the stronghold from Umbara, right? Because you have to run the Flashpoint 10 times right. to get a key, and then a lessen your price of unlo- unlocking it, right? So, it's not legacy-wide, he says. It's not legacy currency, but I know exactly what you're thinking, so let me pre-announce something, which I suspect will make you smile, while at the same time irritate you because I won't tell you until I update the roadmap. We're working to... Con- it could change currencies to legacy base. This includes unassembled components, credits, the unbar currency, and more. I'm not aware of any major obstacles preventing this from happening, and doing so will help a number of changes we're planning for the future.
0: No more credit transfers.
1: Dude, let me just tell you. And, and I remember when EverQuest 2 did this, um, when I was playing that game forever ago. Um, when you, doesn't matter what character you, character you log into, um, and I would, I mean, taking it a step further would be account-wide. So if you change servers, you would have all of those credits, right? But even if it's just legacy-wide, if I log into my main, I have the same amount of credits as when I log into my brand new character. Yeah,
0: because, well, for example, as an example, mm. um, when you're crafting, yeah, as long as you keep all your mats in your legacy stronghold, Indeed. any character can pull from those right. mats when they're Which crafting. Which is a great change exactly. back in the day. Why w- haven't they done it to credits as well?
1: I'm not sure. I think... My only guess is because they were waiting to do it to all currencies and not just one at a time. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just giving the benefit of the doubt because they should have done, cur- done credits a long time ago. But that aside, I'm stoked about this. I could not be more excited. I cannot wait until I don't have to shuffle credits to a new tune. There's obviously issues with preferred characters where they have legacy. They have caps on currency and stuff like that. So they have, they have a number of Kings to work out, but I'm just really excited about the legacy of this. The legacy-ness.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, Plus, you know, it's like when I went to unlock Manon, I had to transfer a whole bunch of credits to know if I had enough or anything. It'd be nice to just log into my main and say, Oh, okay. I've got 12 million credits. Yeah. Among everybody. I don't Done.
1: Want. Exactly. All right, man. So that's, that's basically what I'm most excited about. I cannot wait until, um, I don't have to deal with, I mean, and, and I hope that's, and if it's across all currencies, then you just have one tab where it's currencies yes. and you've got everything under there and it just make everything so much
0: easier. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be on your personal inventory. Right. The currencies tab. Um, it's just on your Legacy Stronghold. Yeah,
1: and it's just all there.
0: Well, that's assuming that everybody has purchased the Legacy Stronghold. Mm. That's the thing. Mm.
1: Even still, I think the currencies tab on on your inventory will just become your Legacy Currency tab. That's the way I imagine it happening. But, you know, we'll see how it goes, man. All right, dude. Anything else for SWOTOR? Should we jump out of here and talk about some pretty cool Star Wars stuff? Yeah,
0: let's talk about Star Wars.
1: I'm not ready with the bumper, but just kidding. Here we go. I to do
0: one thing, but I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started.
1: Why is that always the trailer you get all inappropriate
0: on? Why is that? Because it lends itself to being inappropriate. Okay. I chose that okay. Nope.
1: All right. So <laughs> first thing, discussion topics in Star Wars News. Mark Hamill Drive. That happened while we were in San Diego. Actually right before, right? Mark Hamill Drive. What was it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. It's in the show notes. Dude, I hate you so much. Anyway, let me open this up so I can find exactly where it is. Um but uh council member uh in San Diego, sixth count council district. Um includes the ne- neighborhoods of blah, 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 blah. He says, um, basically, let me find out where it is. The 5900 block of Castleton Drive, uh beginning at Mount Abernathy Avenue, will be closed. And it says it's going to be now Mark Hamill Drive. And you can actually see a picture of it in the show notes, which is pretty cool. It's actually, so <laughs> what it is, it's like it's got the same... The street sign's the same, but they added on the top, it says, Honorary Mark Hamill Drive, which is badass. That's cool. I just think that's pretty cool. Um, he deserves it, dude. Oh, absolutely. I love me some Hamill. I mean,
0: Annie became a Disney legend this year. It's.
1: Yeah, it's very fitting. So that's exciting.
0: 2017's Uh, a good year for Hamill. It really is.
1: It's Hamill's year. Sadly. Yeah, we lost Carrie, but. Well, it was 2016,
0: but you know, thanks for staying on top of things. Mm. Wow. I just called you out. Are you sure it was 60? She died in December.
1: Hmm. Oh, I remember now because yeah, it was close to other things. Okay. Moving on. Let's we'll talk about the big news. Okay. Ice drop. Big news. Big news. Big news.
0: Yeah. EW. Entertainment Weekly. Always comes out with their big uh, issue for most major films, but it, you know, they do like big double issues, especially when you're coming out with Star Wars or Harry Potter or whatever. Um, but this is also serving as their fall preview. So there's a ton of content in this. Um, and online they separated it into eight different sections, which is very cool. Right.
1: Well, the link I have in the show notes is really um it's nerdist's like conglomeration of it all, which is kind of a, a easier way to kind of digest it.
0: It is well, this is their ongoing update thread that they've been doing for the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh if you follow their link to the actual original EW article, if you scroll to the bottom, it has links to the eight different sections. Exactly. So,
1: that aside, uh let's just let's just talk about a couple of cool things. Yes. How about that. Um, the major thing I think that'll give us some food for thought, Um and I've heard this on some other Star Wars podcasts and stuff. People have been talking about it. Obviously, this isn't brand new news, but uh, as of the last couple of days. But the cool thing is, I guess Mark Hamill, not Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, in within the interviews and everything, it comes out that Luke Skywalker believes believed that Kylo Ren was the chosen
0: one. Yeah, and actually, it's really interesting because. I mean, they, there have been a few other instances, obviously, in the, in the saga where they've talked about the chosen one. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Obi-Wan screams it at Anakin, Qui-Gon believed it about Anakin. Um, and that would obviously be why, if Luke was instilling that in Kylo Ren, why Kylo Ren would have such an affinity to Vader. Right. Right. Um, but, but it's, it kind of goes to that whole idea of, as a teacher, and you can speak of this more as a teacher. Probably. Your favorite pupils, you think about being the one that's gonna succeed. Yeah. Whether they are the chosen, chosen one of prophecy, but if you, so if you look throughout the whole history of, of Star Wars, I mean, Yoda thought that a little bit about Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon thought that about Vader. Right. True. Vader thought that, or um. Anakin, I mean. Yeah, Anakin. Yeah. Emperor thought that about Vader. Right. Luke thought that about Kylo. Obi-Wan thought about Luke a little bit. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, which is
1: interesting. So, so do you, I mean, and I guess the, the, the way to kind of, uh, take this would be because he thought he was a chosen one and getting betrayed by that chosen one. That's why he goes in exile. And that's why he's so reluctant to be part of the wider world at this you point. You know
0: what? I honestly think as somebody who's really, uh, like academically looked like at a lot of the matrix universe. Um, The way that uh, individual masters or lords in the Star Wars universe consider the idea of the Chosen One is what I think of Neo as the Chosen One. And that ultimately ended up being like, there's a new Neo every generation. Right. It's just a recycled the story because that's what the architect needed. Right. In this, it's like every generation has that new Chosen One because the whole prophecy of the Chosen One is that they're going to bring balance to the Force. Right. And if you think about it, every single time... There, there's too much light in the galaxy. And so the one that they think is the chosen one is the one that turns dark and it brings balance to the force. And, and it, it, essentially does exactly what the prophecy says it's going to do. Exactly. Because, but, but what, what, what the, what, yeah. for example, what Qui-Gon thought, what Obi-Wan thought, and what I'm sure Luke thought is like, to bring balance to the force isn't to eradicate the opposition.
1: No, it's to bring
0: balance. Balance. And you see this,
1: it's really interesting in Rebels. When you have that, um, the Bendu character. The Bendu character. And, and, and he's really truly as close to probably a gray force user kind of Jedi thing that you were going to get because you're in the middle and you're not, you don't, you're not going out of your way to help one or the other. You see the importance of both because. The balance is important.
0: Exactly. And I think this is what Luke has learned since the downfall of Kylo or the, the usurp- usurpation of Kylo. Right. Is that he under, finally understands what balance is. And it's not light winning over dark. It's actual balance. And that's why he's turned towards the wills. Yeah. And I, and, and so
1: obviously, you know, I think what you're saying, Luke goes and looks towards that to see, okay, so what is behind all of this? Is it, is it really do, does good have to win or does it have to be good and evil in order for the force to exist the well, way it's supposed
0: it, to? Yeah, because if there's balance, I mean, there is no good without evil. Mm-hmm. It's, if there is no evil, good just is. Yeah. It's what it is. Right. It can't be good because it's not better than anything else. Right. That's a good point. All right. So,
1: um, there's obviously the, the question of Ray's past as well. Right. And Daisy says, uh, let's see, let's see. It will affect the character with the, okay. So she says, you can always look for answers. And that doesn't mean that the rest of your life is so easy. It's not like, Oh, I know who my parents are. And so now everything falls into shape, especially in the Star Wars world.
0: Yeah. I mean, how did Luke's life get easier after he found out Vader was his father? Right. And the idea
1: here, too, is that when she shows up, obviously Luke kind of tries to shoo her away is yes. kind of, and, and you get that impression. Just the build up to it is I, I feel like his first words can be like, why are you here? Or go away? Or like I don't want that. No, or don't give me that lightsaber. It's gonna be
0: you shouldn't have come. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: there you go. Okay. So something like that. Um. Any other thoughts on uh, da- Daisy's past? Do you are you thinking more and more that she is a Skywalker, or do we want to? I go don't think there? it really matters. I don't think so honestly either. at this point. Yeah.
0: Um. I'm still actually hoping she's a Kenobi.
1: Yeah, me too. But um, there's also uh, the DJ characters highlighted in here as well. Uh, that's Benicio del Toro's character. And then he's uh, a slicer. Yep. And he's connected to Finn and Rose's uh storyline. Yep. Which I think is gonna be pretty which cool. Which
0: is gonna take place on a Cantina world.
1: Right, which I or think Or a Casino is, World. Casino World, which I think is gonna be pretty cool. Um what else do we have? Anything else jumped out of you of this stuff, dude? Um, um There was another line in here I wanted to say. Oh, Hamill told Luke's line about being time for Jedi to end shook him. What would make someone that alienated from his original convictions? That's not something that you can just make up in an afternoon. And I really struggled with this thing. And that is, um, that's really interesting. Luke is a broken man. Um, this is EW's, uh, Anthony Brezikin writes that Luke is a broken man. Hamill told him Luke's line about, um, it being time for the Jedi to end shook him. And that yeah. goes back to that, what we were talking about. That's not the direction I would have gone kind of with the character.
0: Well, exactly. Of. Well, because you gotta remember with Luke, he bought in fast to mm-hmm. the idea of the Jedi. I mean you gotta you gotta remember, I mean, even while he was he had just gotten on the the Millennium Falcon and he looks at at um at han solo and dismisses dismissively says you don't believe in the force do you right like all smug he's
1: <laughs> i do that's why i love that line and we're going back to seth mcfarland um in in uh blue harvest where he goes he goes oh that thing you just learned about five minutes ago <laughs> or yeah. something like that. i just love that exactly um and then i guess part three has to do with some of the
0: aliens and such um, yeah, well, it talks about the porgs, which are the, the puffin looking, uh. People are
1: pretty stoked about those things. They're
0: cute. Well, plus, you gotta remember, we, uh, when we were talking about, at Comic Con, uh, in, on Puck, we were talking about the books coming up for the, uh, Journey to the Force, uh, sorry, Journey to the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And one of the books is a kid's book of, of Chewbacca with the Porg. Oh, that's right. That's right. So that'll be kind of cool. What I'm more excited about is the other, the caretakers is what they're called. The and nuns? This, yeah, well, they're an all female, uh, caretakers and they, the guy who's writing the story kind of hypothesizes that because they're amphibious, mm-hmm. that they may have been when the because this is the original site of the Jedi, right? The first Jedi temple, right? Under Octu, yep, right. And then that these creatures might have been from the water mm-hmm. and they're force sensitive, so they were pulled to the island. And then when the Jedi disappeared, they came out of the waters to caretake for the temple. Interesting, that'd be cool. And uh, granted, it's just the, the writer talking about it. Oh, and, sure. But I, I think that's a great concept. Yeah, I
1: like it. Um, there's also, we have a look, um, uh, Supreme Leader Snoke's, uh, Praetorian Guards, which is obviously Very cool. a, a callback to at uh, Roman times or whatever with the, it, uh, well, the
0: Praetorian is a callback, but the Imperial Guard, obviously, obviously the Imperial Guards, it. but I'm just saying going back. For yes. Life. The yeah. Praetorian is where the, uh, the Roman, uh, Senator, the Roman Senate. Emperors. Senate. I think it was both Santa
1: and yeah, Emperor. the Emperor's guards, yeah, yeah, totally.
0: But what I love is that the the Praetorians here each have individual weapons.
1: Yeah, and the weapons look freaking cool. Dude. And
0: one of them, and they haven't shown pictures yet, but people are thinking that there's going to be a a lightsaber nunchuck. Oh,
1: I'm in. I could not be more you Imagine
0: hitting yourself in the balls with that. I can, but that's just got a really good imagination, and it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first of all, we're looking at a whole bunch of pictures from the EW article here that you can see through the show notes. Sure. But I've also posted them all to the Star Wars board on my Pinterest page. Nice. Yeah,
1: there's some great stuff here,
0: man. Um,
1: And we are only a few months away,
0: dude. I know. It's ridiculous. We're now in August. It's yeah. August 13th. We're now four months and two days away. About 100 days soon, right?
1: Yeah. All right. So I think that's about all I want to cover on that. Also, um. <clears throat> There's some stuff about Carrie Fisher as well. Um, I'd rather leave that part of it kind of, I, I kind yeah. of purposely didn't read the Princess Leia stuff only because we've got some books coming out, but also at the same time, I, I really just want to see yeah, there, how it goes. Yeah, with well, her i movie. I did
0: read it and there actually wasn't a ton to it except for oh, that they're really reinforcing the fact that, um, they're rewriting episode nine to, uh, reflect the fact that she's no longer here. Awesome. Not that the character won't be there but the storyline is going to work around it somehow. Good. Okay.
1: Well, and that's what they told us was going to
0: happen. Anyway. Yeah, exactly.
1: Cool, man. Um I could not be more excited. I'm glad all this stuff dropped, which uh which I think is pretty cool, man.
0: Yeah, and I, you know for those of, uh, those of you listening, it's I mean this might seem like we're skipping some I mean it seems like a light news week kind of, but you got to remember with the end of convention season and before the TV season starts, this is like a dead period for pop culture
1: yeah it is um and there's some there's there's other stuff you could probably pull out of these there is the kylo ren stuff we kind of talked about already um we didn't talk about uh poe either but i mean i don't personally i don't like dri- diving too no, much into stuff. you don't this want stuff. to dive too deep mostly because i want to be surprised but at the same time there are some really cool really really cool pictures in here too um and I'm, I'm stoked to see the one other thing I, uh, I'd like to talk about before we go out of the section though, is there is certainly going to be a connection between Kylo Ren and, and Ray. Um, well, with,
0: he's just, uh, uh, fascinated by her. Yeah.
1: Whether it be, um, and again, who knows what that connection really is going to be fully, but I'm guessing it has something to do with her being on Jakku and, and on all of that, where well, I I don't think it's going to come to light that they're related, but there is going to be some, obviously, they're very much dark and light yes. on the sides of the force in this, in this go around. And, and who knows? I, I will, you think she'll be tempted by the dark? Is it going to be pretty cut and dry? I don't know.
0: Exactly. Uh, one thing I do want to point out is that, um, uh, Andy, uh, Circus, who mm-hmm. does Snoke. Oh, the Snoke thing. Yeah. Um, They've come out and said that even though he's not, he's gonna be there in physical form, not just in hologram this time, he's still gonna be completely mocap.
1: Yeah. And, um, apparently he's, uh, Circus killed it, uh, from what I hear. Like, it's, it's pretty yeah. damn cool. Well, I mean,
0: Circus, honestly, I still don't understand how Circus did not get a, an Oscar nomination for, uh, for playing Caesar in, I mean, he's, he's been Caesar in all the, the, the Planet of the Apes movies, but the first one, he was phenomenal.
1: Right, right. Um, yeah, so there's obviously, uh, and there was another thing that said something about Snoke. Um, he'll be there in form, but you're still not going to know much about his past. Kind of the same with um, Finn and some of the other characters. Like we're not, they're not doing origin stuff. Right. They're just kind of going forward. Exactly. That's the kind of the feel I got from it. Exactly. So. Um, anyway, man. Uh, um,
0: although I, I do want to say that I saw a new, not. I mean, it's probably been around for a while, but it's new to me. Hmm. I saw a meme that. Postulated a new person on who Snoke could be.
1: Oh God, really? And it's not it's not Mason Window again. Tarkin. Oh, that would be really interesting, except he's hella
0: dead. Well, they showed a morphing of. Ah, uh, he's dead. Well, yeah. Well, the actor is too, but it's a callback it earlier when I said, "Homeboy, Dad, he
1: he died." Right? Yeah, Alan Rickman. He's dead. Yeah, no, he died. And that's I said that pretty clearly earlier. No, Alan Cushing's dead. Yeah, no, they're all dead. There's a lot. Do we need to? We have to make this dark. (laughs) All right, bro. Uh, Let's let's move on to our last section. I'm gonna run and grab a beer while uh, the uh, dealy thing goes. And yeah, we've got some. We're gonna cover some San Diego stuff and some a little bit of news. We'll talk a little Game of Thrones, and Mm -hmm. then we'll kind of call it a week and catch up uh, with all the new stuff next week. Sounds good. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're
0: not. In the future, none of you are heroes.
1: You're a legend. here we are let's talk pop culture dude uh starting with real reviews you have some movies you saw
0: yeah well you know i'm back from summer and if you guys don't know we live in a small town on the coast of northern california we do, and we live in a town that has uh, a four-screen movie theater that i miss spider-man homecoming you did because you suck no. Um but what it down. means having a small four screen movie theater means that you either don't get the blockbusters very long or movies don't even come here. Right. So I took advantage of the fact that I was in a town that had uh two theaters, each had about 10 screens, and so they I was able to see almost everything I wanted. And so um I will just rattle off the list of movies I saw this summer. Okay. And if you would like me to talk about what I thought, sure, I will. Uh, I just went my the last one I went and saw was Atomic Blonde, cool, which is with Charlize Theron and James McAvoy. Um, I thought it was very good. Well, rattle them all off, and then I'll, okay. I have two that I want you to talk about. Okay, Atomic Blonde, The Hero with Sam Elliott, Baby Driver, The House, Rough Night, Megan Levy, Transformers: The Last Night, The Mummy, Once Upon a Time in Venice spider-man homecoming and then i actually went and got to go see garth brooks live oh you did i don't want to hear about that but
1: um i'm curious about atomic blonde and uh the mummy only because i haven't seen homecoming and i don't want to hear what you think about that and i haven't heard some of the other ones i heard baby driver's good but i've heard enough about it um tell me uh, how was atomic blonde, dude?
0: atomic blonde is excellent it's based on a graphic novel you didn't see dunkirk huh? i have not okay uh, actually it's funny while we were at Comic Con, my sisters had come into town and they went and saw Dunkirk with my mom. Oh, interesting. Okay. And so well, by the time I got back, they'd already seen it. And so right. I, I didn't get a chance to go. No worries. Um, Atomic Blonde is based on a graphic novel. Yeah. And the whole premise of it is it's about a, a British MI6 agent who, uh, goes into Berlin at about the time the wall is crashing in 89. Okay. To get a high value target out. And it deals with all of the double and triple crossings between MI six and CIA and the K G B and German intelligence and all that stuff. And uh it starts Charlize Theron and um uh James McAvoy. Uh but a big star of the movie is the soundtrack. Yeah. Um it's it's a lot of new wave pop from the late eighties, so you're gonna get a lot of new order, a lot of um oh, nice, uh, just a lot of stuff, I right? Love that era, yeah, which is great. And I've already downloaded the soundtrack, and it's fantastic. But what I love about it is that they interwove the music into. Um, they made it uh, diagenic, so it was uh, like you would hear the music as if it was coming off of uh, off screen, right? Right. But then somebody would. Car crash would happen and the door would fly open and the music would get louder. louder. Yeah, that makes sense. And so stuff like that. Yeah, they did
1: that a little bit in, uh, Deadpool sometimes. Yeah,
0: and they worked that uh, really, really well, which I really liked. Cool. Um, the camera work was spot on. Okay. There's this one car scene, car scene chase where you normally get, um, like, uh, hood or fender mounted cameras and that's where you get your angles. Right. This one seemed like it was on a gyroscope Hmm. and it was on a, on a, um, I don't know if it was CG. Or if they actually set it up on a, uh, track inside the car. But the, the camera would go from the front, front of the, the car back? to the back as. On the inside? Yeah, on the inside. Oh, interesting. As it's turning to give you different. It was, oh, that's kind of it badass. It was a really, really well shot. I like that. Uh, car-, a car scene. It was really cool. Um, that was phenomenal. And then there's this one scene where there's a shootout and it's a split second sort of camera shot. Um, but there's a shootout in a hotel room and somebody's head just gets blown to bits. But yeah. behind them is a big, one of those big, huge, like 10 foot tall, 10 foot wide, uh, close up portraits of just a face, mm-hmm. right? And the blood gets shot out right behind onto the lips of the the <laughs> portrait. And so it looks like just red lipstick. Oh, that's and cool. And it's seriously, it's like it's gone and it's in the background. So you, like you know, hardly anybody yeah. will catch it. Oh, that's cool! Dude. But it was a beautiful little production design that I thought was fantastic. Nice. What about the mummy? Um, I actually didn't. Uh, it, I didn't hate it as much as a lot of the critics. A lot of people hated it. Um, that's it, why I asked about it. It was obviously supposed to start off the dark universe. Um, they're gonna still do it. That's what I hear. Um, but the thing is, the guy who basically pushed Universal to do the dark universe and directed the first one. Uh, directed this movie has not committed to doing more work with it. Interesting. But they already have it set up where, uh, like Johnny Depp is going to be playing the Invisible Man. And, yeah, yeah. But what I loved is, um, I had known that, um, Russell Crowe was supposed to be doing uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Right. But he actually was a character in this. No way. They, it was very much like Marvel where they started introducing characters early. Oh, that's cool. And so I liked that. Tom Cruise was decent. Russell Crowe was fantastic as Hyde. Yeah. Um, that was really good. The storyline was like a Russell little Crow. weak. Um, but, you know, it actually was what I thought it was going to be. So yeah. I went into it. It was cool. good. Sounds good, man. Yeah. Uh, the, the one movie you didn't ask about that I do want to talk about. Is actually already available on iTunes, so you can watch it. But it was one of those movies that was released to theaters and iTunes the same day. That's Once Upon a Time in Venice. Okay. Great cast. It stars Bruce Willis. I know we're not mm-hmm. huge Willis fans here, but if Willis had acted like this in Cop Out, it <laughs> Kevin Smith probably had nice things to say <laughs> because he was fu- he was actually funding this. But John right. Goodman stole the movie. Goodman's so good. Um, but it also has Momoa in it. Oh. And Momoa plays a Mexican drug dealer. Uh, named Spider, and he's hilarious, and it's it's a really really funny movie, and it has a great cast. and you know, Like the Momo is in it, Goodman, yeah. uh, Bruce Willis, um, a whole bunch of other people, and it's really well. Oh, uh, Ron Funches is oh, in it. I love him. dude. And Ron Funches is a a, a drag prostitute.
1: Oh, I'm not hilarious. To see this I like
0: those guys. And uh, it is already available on Plex. Nice. I'll check it it's out. It's already on there.
1: Um, alright, dude. Let's briefly, because we did for a while talk about the first episode at our puck cantina. We did. Game of Thrones. Um, but the fifth episode is airing tonight. Yes, it is. You are current. For I am. First four. Um, let's, uh, first of all, spoilers. Yeah, probably spoilers. Uh, so, you know, three, two, one spoilers. Um, first of all, Arya Stark, still my favorite.
0: And her little tete a tete with Brianna Tarth.
1: Oh my God. That, I, oh. If, we, if I wasn't watching it with the wife, I would have rewound that like four times. You're going to need something a little bigger than that oh. little lady. And she just, I mean, honestly, she pwned Brianna Tarth. Oh, yeah. Like, it was Cause amazing. she Because she held back. Oh, yeah. And, but uh, I just, I just loved everything about that scene. And
0: the best part about it isn't necessarily the fight, the fight, which is brilliant, but it was the reactions of, of, uh, Podrick. Yeah. Of and Sansa, Sansa, yeah, and Littlefinger, yeah. Littlefinger's was like, Littlefinger's like, what? well, Sansa was like, mm-hmm. really like, what the hell's going on? Podrick was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and Littlefinger just had that smirk. It's like, yeah. how can I use this to my
1: advantage? Right, he's already scheming. And what I what I liked about Sansa's uh, reaction was she realized, okay, holy crap, this is what my sister has become yeah she finally gets that, something that, else that
0: aria and brand did not mm-hmm. come back the same kids no. they left and
1: brand is a trip he is a i trip. felt so bad for um her name just flew out of my head but the wilding that helped oh, him all sister? that time yeah and in the book her role is completely different she actually dies at some point but um which is really interesting um that she stayed the whole time with them and then she's like okay well there's no use for me i'm gonna go and he's like okay bye yeah,
0: and well, she's but, like
1: what but but it I, makes sense for his well, it journey does because he sees everything.
0: Right. Exactly. Because what happens is when he comes back, he doesn't refer to himself as Bran. He refers to himself as the three-eyed raven. Right. And that's – he's yeah. not Bran anymore. And and I think
1: that's – so I think – And that's why he said he can't be Lord Stark. Right. Sansa's going to try to – she's going to have to figure out how to deal with her siblings, which I think is pretty cool. Um, what I did like, too, um, in this in these last couple episodes was uh, obviously Jon Snow – going to see uh khaleesi and dealing with that madness um and her actually eventually uh, even though she's obsessed with him bending the knee obviously but the idea of them kind of working together but then she actually literally turns to him and asks for advice and she does the opposite which i thought was cool because she's he said you know we've seen enough of people you know of, of people with dragons just coming and lighting things on fire she goes Okay, so I'm going to go light shit on fire.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um But the funny thing is, is it's like, I mean, as we've already known, Game of Thrones does not have a problem with incest. No. And
1: there's some, there's something.
0: there's some sparks going on between Daenerys and, and Jon. And oh, yeah. the fact that she's his aunt is just weird. It's Game of Thrones. Oh, it is Game of Thrones. So, you know, all is, all is. Oh, crazy. and the fact that Cersei just like let it all hang out that her and Jamie are together.
1: Yeah, she doesn't seem to give a poop anymore. Well now
0: that she's on the Iron Throne, she can.
1: Yeah, no, the whole thing is crazy. I I don't know. I'm really enjoying this season. I'm I'm really sad we've only got three more
0: left. Um four including tonight. Three. There's I, thought only there seven. Was, I thought there was eight this season, seven next season.
1: Pretty sure there's only seven. Oh. I know. Oh sorry, pardon me. Thanks. Editing. Um uh no, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there's only seven.
0: Talking about editing. Okay. Um Lena Headley, who plays uh Cersei. Yeah. You gotta remember at the end of, what was it, season f- uh, four or five where she had the walk of shame? Mm-hmm. Okay, that was obviously a body double. Right? It was a, such a huge deal because the fact that she actually shown her boobs in 300. Right. But she didn't for for this. But then we saw her boobs in this episode when she was getting out of bed with Jamie. Indeed. And I was like, she finally showed them. That's like yeah. weird. That was a body double in the walk of shame? Yes. Interesting. It's just her head. Interesting. I don't really
1: think about <laughs> things like that.
0: No. Which is also funny because like Amelia Clark was like all over the first couple seasons. Yeah, I'll say. But she hasn't been naked since. She
1: hasn't done it since. Nope. I know. I thought that was interesting too. Alright, man. Uh, any more Game of Thrones? I just think, um, I'm really, okay, so in the books, besides, um, Arya, my other favorite character, and actually the relationship between two characters was t- between Tyrion and Braun. And, yes. and that was a really cool relationship in the books, right? What I find interesting in the show, they seem to be focusing on this relationship between Bron and Jamie, and the fact that Bron is the one to shoot the scorpion and deal with all that. I thought that was a really interesting. I you almost think he's like at some point gonna say "F this, I'm going," but then he stays. So I think that that character's arc I think is a little more powerful than um than I expected. Yeah, well, it's like they,
0: it's like he doesn't want to admit he has failed right? And so he. But he clearly does. At this right. Point. Well, to Jamie. Right. It seems not, to only be the person. Yeah, not to the yeah. throne, not to Cersei, not to the other people in the army, even. Right. Because. And I always wonder, is it,
1: is it because well, Jamie's he, the one that promised him a castle maybe at some point, which is why he kind of. I don't think more than that. Well, even
0: though this whole last episode was all about him asking for money, I don't right. think it ever was. Right. Yeah, I think he just wanted somebody that he connected with like that. Yeah. And, I mean, it just goes to show that. I mean, has everybody however much they backtalk once jamie gave an order he went and did it true and once he saw jamie in trouble when he was charging daenerys he's the one who says he's the one that goes off yeah Yeah.
1: all right man i i just i absolutely love it and i just i couldn't be happier that's happening right now yeah it's (laughs) and then i get to watch it which is cool so good um all right man so let's quickly i have some uh dark towers
0: playing right now in theaters
1: Yes, it is. And I have
0: not been able to see it.
1: No, and neither but have I. My but-
0: brother and my sister in law went and saw it, and they're both huge Dark Tower fans. Okay, of the books. They were very apprehensive of going to the movie, and they both said they really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Okay, so
1: the the main reason I'm bringing it up only is because there was a um the link I have in the show notes is a video um that basically talks about uh the show the the producers or whatever talking about the movie right um and the movie in comparison with the TV show. And the fact that the movie is going to focus on books one and three mostly. Okay. It's pulling from all of them, but it's more of a continuation. Right. Of the, of the series, but it's mostly pulling from one and three. So that's The Gunslinger and the third one. Um, they're skipping, I think the one of the more popular ones, I think is book two, which is called, uh, no, Drawing of the Three. Um, and that's one of the more popular ones they're kind of skipping over. So I'm curious to see where they're going to go with that. Um and the TV series um obviously is gonna have more time to mess with it and stay more loyal to novels which I think is cool right um I'm I'm excited about the movie one way or another I love the series so I'm I don't really have like high expectations outside of I just want to see what they do visually with it yeah and I don't really care what they pull and what it's been so long since I read the damn books anyway like I just really just want to see well I, how, I can how say how on the I've screen. I've
0: only read Gunslinger I haven't read any of the others yeah I've I've read. I've read them all. Although I'm not a huge fan of – I mean, well, I just haven't been able to get into most of Stephen King's novels. Yeah. Um, I've read a lot of his novellas. Like yeah. I love The Running Man. Right. Um, I love The Green Mile. The other um, one. Uh, Shawshank.
1: Apt Pupil. As Apt well. Pupil. Most of, the, yeah.
0: Yeah, most of the novellas I've read. Right. Um, but the novels are just not my it's, style. It's
1: almost nothing compared to some of the epic fantasy that's out right now anyway, too, because just lengthwise, I mean. But yeah. It is what it is.
0: All right, man. So let's talk
1: about um, big Disney news.
0: Yeah. So um, if you remember correctly, Disney a couple of years ago signed a deal with Netflix. Yep. That all their new content was going to be coming to, to Netflix. Well, that deal is up in twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yep. Um, so Disney um, has announced that they're actually going to be pulling all their content from Netflix after the deal is up, and they're going to be creating their own streaming service. Right. The link that I put in the art uh, the art, the link to the article that I put in the show notes. Um, actually goes to say that there's actually been a two year trial run going on in other parts of the world, mostly in the UK, right? mostly in the UK. It was also in China for about five months and it's called Disney life mm-hmm. and it's been phenomenally popular and it has like all the old animation. I'm wondering if this will be the way we're finally going to get, um, song of the South. Well, but that's, that's when I read this, I was like, man. So there, and we've had this conversation
1: so many times and how – and I remember back in the day, obviously, when Disney used to rotate on VHS now for a limited time, we're bringing back Little Mermaid or 101 right. Dalmatians it's or whatever it might be. Releasing
0: it from the vault.
1: Exactly. Um, and will this be a permanent pay yes. Disney and you have access to the vault, which is pretty badass.
0: Yes, because all of the animated films are available, even stuff that's in the vault right now. That's cool. Not only that, but um, you can actually download some of it for off-site or wow. offline syncing. Um, but not only that, it has all of the Marvel and Star Wars content, including like Forces of Destiny right. and the Ant Man shorts and right. stuff like that. Wow,
1: cool! Um, I think I, I think right now they're still negotiating with Netflix to keep them on there, right?
0: No, they they've announced they're gonna pull.
1: Okay, I I thought that I saw something that said they were they were still thinking about uh, or still negotiating,
0: but that no, might I mean, have been why, before why would they Disney it? leave money on the table is what what I'm thinking because their streaming right. service right now the 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 Disney Life in the UK only costs like seven dollars. I know, a month. but
1: they're saying it's gonna be probably closer to thirteen or something. Yeah, um, but it's still when less it, than when what it launches here. But. It's
0: still less than Netflix. Yeah, and, true. Um, the thing is, is their catalog is so vast. Yeah, especially since they've just purchased. Marvel and, and Lucasfilm. Right. Cause that's gonna be all the Indiana Jones movies. And for me, it's gonna be the adventures of young Indiana Jones from yeah. the TV show. Wow. For me, I mean, this is
1: a no brainer. I mean, an extra, you know, 10 bucks a month isn't gonna kill us. And to have access to all this stuff that the kids can pull from, you know, Rowan's, one of Rowan's favorites is uh, Lilo and Stitch. And it's just like, if she can turn on the TV, you know, and and just watch Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, well, you got to remember it's also
0: it's all old Disney Channel. Uh, in um,
1: I think do TV shows too.
0: Everything. Awesome. So you're gonna get Girl Meets World. You're gonna get Live and Maddie. You're gonna get Perfect. Hannah Montana. You're gonna get uh, Lizzie yeah. McGuire.
1: And that's all the stuff they love. Ducktales. So. Easy. Sounds good to me, dude. Yep. Yeah, and the new Ducktales too, Tailspin. which I can't wait to watch. Yes, but. That's a story for another day, sir.
0: So you know, if they, It would be amazing if they also included all the old uh, Disney shorts.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool, too.
0: All right, um, let's
1: wrap up with um, just our time in San Diego, just really quickly. Just some of the stuff we did as press this year, yep. um, which I think is uh, important. And then we'll talk about a couple panels, highlights, and, and just kind of close it out. Um, we're kind of far removed from the convention now. It's been, shoot, almost a month. Um, yeah. But... Honestly, we haven't had a chance to record and, and without people yelling and screaming and drinking around us. So it might be nice to just kind of wrap up. And also we did a couple of cool interviews would be nice to highlight, um, and send those emails out. And we might have some guests on the show in the future. So yes, let's talk about our interviews first. We interviewed, um, Zach from Cosmunity and that is the app, um, helped started by, um, what, uh, um, Orlando Jones, Orlando Jones and. It's basically uh, an app to bring fandoms together around conventions and stuff, which I right. thought was pretty cool. What I,
0: what I love is it's not like most social media where it's not used in person. Mm-hmm. This is designed to while you're at conventions to enrich that experience. Yeah, and we had a
1: we had a nice you know twenty five minute conversation with the guy, really, really one of the creators, um, one of the programmers actually on it, um, and they're making some big changes in the next few months. We have a link, uh, I'll have a link in the show notes to uh, to download the app. It's, it's really, it's really a cool thing. You can tell it's in the early stages, but they've got some really, uh, big ideas, uh, coming down the pike for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I just think that the more that they build on it and, uh, create the, the concept of actual real world use is going to be, uh, what's going to sell it.
1: For sure. Um, but I want to thank those guys for, for, for taking the time yeah, we almost missed that interview because we, we got bogged down with some stuff but um i'm glad we got to talk to um talk to zach and hopefully we'll get to talk to him again in the future and keep working on the app the app is really cool um and it, definitely check it out it's on the app store cause immunity yep. um yeah i i just like i said they have a lot of good ideas i think make it's sure exciting.
0: you uh, download it and rate it and while you're there go ahead and give us five stars
1: uh yeah you're on itunes anyway come on
0: um we also took a tour of the factory entertainment booth which is very cool. They have a lot of cool stuff coming up. And if you're watching the
1: live thing, I bought this at the deal. This is a, speaking of Game of Thrones, a Hand of the King or Hand of the Queen uh, um, bottle opener.
0: It is, and it's it's actually very, fairly hefty. Yeah. As a good weight in its hand. In, in, its, hand, in um, its hand. But it's, it's very cool. I liked that. Um, I don't want to talk about what you liked most because it might be coming to someone sometime later. Although I don't think she listens to this podcast. What are you talking about? Oh, right, right, <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, she doesn't listen anyway. I so know. we saw some really cool stuff in that booth. Uh, Factory Entertainment—they um, get their licenses um, for various properties—and um, there were some Game of Thrones plushies. There were some um, uh, wine oh, they stoppers. They had a, they there had were a some... really
0: cool uh, uh, interactive bat cave.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Uh, and and so and and one of the things that was kind of nice talking to talking to them about is just kind of what their plans are for the future. Sort of thing, and it's more. I mean, it's more of the same, but at the same time, it's like they don't just do it really quickly. Everything right. is painstakingly. They, 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 go through this whole process of getting it approved and making sure it's something that they're going to sell and that they can market, which is cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of my favorite things we saw, where it's actually not something we were expecting to see, and they were, were posting it as soon as, when we got there. Where I'm a big fan of travel posters, and mm. so they have these pop culture travel posters. Yeah, those are cool. Which is pretty darn cool, and I'm definitely going to have to look into.
1: Totally. So Factory Entertainment, um, you'll see them at most conventions, um, and they just do a lot of cool merch. So if you're into merch, definitely check them out. Thank you to them for giving us their time in their booth. That was awesome. Um, let's talk about – what?
0: So say Star Wars section. Oops. Uh, let's talk about um, panels we saw, dude. Um. Yeah. Well. Uh. We finally, finally, after years of trying, finally got to see the archer panel, and it was so worth oh it. oh My
1: God. So worth it.
0: <laughs> the the the
1: highlight of the archer panel, not just the t shirt, and you heard it on the last podcast. We talked about the t shirt, but the highlight for me was the fact that at some point, towards I'd say th- three quarters of the way through, uh, H. John Benjamin was like, "I have to go. I have to. I have to be somewhere," and he just leaves, and everybody's like, um. Okay. And there's uh, people, st- uh, people are lining up to ask questions. Right. And all of a sudden on the big screen, Archer you see on. Archer show up and he's in the back kind of like um crush from yeah uh from total talk uh with crush or whatever in disneyland where obviously he's behind the scenes controlling and he's like drinking and he's doing the mannerisms but he's talking to people yeah it's hilarious it was a really cool uh interface and i just i just loved it so much it was it was perfect seeing those guys up there um and the whole cast was there except for the guy who does krieger right yeah um he wasn't there Um, but
0: no no krieger was there it was um Oh, uh, Chris Parnell was Parnell wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I personally loved um, Aisha Tyler and Judy Greer's uh, arguing over what the term pegging meant.
1: Oh my god, oh so good! There was so many moments in that. I just, I just, it was worth the wait. We were out in the sun waiting. We weren't sure if we were gonna do it, and we're like, we actually weren't sure we were even gonna get in. We were near the back, but
0: yeah, we, we barely we, made it in. Yeah. Uh, one thing I was uh, a little bummed about is and, you know this is you know the trouble with being a man of my my girth. Is My that curve. none of the shirts fit me. Right. And actually getting out, I was, okay, give you an idea. I mean, you can kind of see me on camera, but I'm six foot, 375. Yeah. I'm a big boy. Yeah. Right. And so they had me a medium sized shirt as we That's perfect for me. It was awesome. And so luckily I found somebody that I could trade to an extra large, which was the largest one that they had available. But I still gave it away as swag to uh, right. somebody at the puck cantina. But, um, but yeah. there was
1: like auctions afterwards. Like everybody's just out there, like I yeah. want this for this, and you want exactly. this. It was it was a really. I we we actually sat around for a while waiting for everybody to leave. I did, I thought they were only giving t shirts to people asking questions. No, they give everybody. They give them every single person. That is a cool panel. Those are the panels you want to go to and wait. If you're going to wait two and a half hours for a panel, and you get something out of it, and you yeah. get an experience you can't get anywhere else, that's important.
0: Yeah, and we've been trying to get into Archer for years. Yeah, speaking of
1: panels that. I cried during which I didn't cry during Archer, but I cried during the next one. Um, on Sunday when people were going their separate ways, I elected to jump in line for hall H. I got down about 11, maybe a little before 11 o'clock and jumped in line. And I was just like, you know what? Kevin Smith is moderating. I, well, kind of fell asleep during the mark, but show the night before, but, um, yeah, you did. I, I was tired. So, but anyway, um, I decided to get in line for Hall H because Kevin Smith was moderating uh, the Dirk Gently panel. Right. And after that was BBC's panel for Doctor Who. And I knew I had I was cutting it close with shopping time and getting to my Uber, get to the airport and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? My flight's late. I'm just going to do it. So I had an amazing time. Nice. I had to sit through the Lost Ship panel, Last Ship panel. Um, And when I, I, I got through that, and dark gently came up kevin smith was up there uh the whole cast was there the panel was phenomenal i cannot wait for next season to show they show the the uh a trailer for it and stuff it was really cool and then the doctor who panel the whole cast was there very cool um what was sad what was the moment for me though was they and chris hardwick of course moderated and there was a moment where and Hall H is oh, a little over sixty five hundred people. Right. The entire place was full by the time Doctor Who oh, of course went. And they gave Peter Capaldi a standing ovation. And well he's sa- done, so he- saying goodbye to uh to the doctor. It was
0: Yeah, well the Christmas episode's gonna be his last episode. Yeah,
1: it was it was a really powerful it was one of those things like if you're in the room it's hard to explain if you're not in the room, but man, it was it was hard. That's cool. <laughs> so that was really cool. But um uh, again the cast was there the uh the lady who plays uh the master was there like it was just a really great panel but you could see when everybody's clapping for him capaldi's like i don't know what to do there's 6500 people standing you know and it was just it was just a really cool um really cool moment so it's one of those things like i'm really happy that i did
0: that's very cool yeah and that was your second time getting into hall h right
1: yeah it was very cool. So I um I I really had a nice time. Any other panels? I think that was mostly it, right? Yeah, it's mostly
0: uh, uh, what I saw. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, offsites were interesting this year. We had a, we went to a bunch. We did the he, Kraken party, the Geek and Sundry party. That was a was really lot of cool. fun. Dude, um,
0: all the, dr- all the room we could drink.
1: Yeah. I saw, um, there was a follow up video to it, Um but I was looking for us the whole time. Oh, were you? It
0: was like a two and a half minute video with homeboy, uh, Dan talking Casey. about us. Yeah. Talking it was about cool, it. Cause actually I ran into Dan Casey. So yeah. that was very cool.
1: So we did that. Um, um I
0: could have done a, with a lot of the, uh, Nickelodeon theme songs yeah. that were playing,
1: but <laughs> I just wanted to dance. It was fun. It was fun. You um, definitely dance. I danced. Um, thanks to Stephen Tiff for dancing with me, and then um, offsites. Um, I was kind of bummed there were no panels offsites this year. Yeah, it was definitely
0: a little different. That was the major difference, because I think. Nerd HQ didn't come. Right. Uh, Nerdist didn't do any of their panels offsite. All they didn't of the, do any of it. All of the uh, uh, geek and sundry panels were on were on site. Right. Except for one that they did uh, that Felicia Day did with the Impractical Jokers. Um. Oh, at Petco. At Petco. Yeah. But it wasn't for Geek and Sundry, it was yeah. for a different thing.
1: Um, so
0: that was a little bit of a bummer.
1: I hope they kind of go back to that next year because um, it's nice to not have to stand in lines that long or to be in a place and or to buy a ticket or to just go to a panel that's not in the convention center and have that opportunity, I think it would be pretty cool again. Um, that was probably the one thing that I was not super stoked about. There were some other things um i have a link in the show notes to five winners five losers from San Diego comic con and that's from uh scc unofficial blog um and really it's just like five things that were awesome five things that weren't right. one of the things um before we get out of here really is um lack of merch on the floor i felt like and during panels outside of archer like there just wasn't a lot of free stuff out there this yeah year, there wasn't a lot like. of
0: swag this year
1: yeah even on the off sites usually they're giving away stuff and like i came home with almost nothing this year yeah
0: i i got some tick toiletries that's about it.
1: Yeah. I got a, a fanny pack from sci fi. Yeah. What am I going to do with a fanny I mean, pack? I
0: remember a couple of years ago we got Assassin's Creed shaving gear. Oh, so much stuff. Um, but anyway, that and is. Books at the D- at the Del Rey booth. Stuff right. like that. It was just, there was not a lot of free stuff.
1: There really wasn't. Um, and there were some line issues. We talked about it, pucked a little bit. Um, and I think this year staff was a little bit unprepared and undertrained. Yes, and they weren't really sure. I felt like every time I asked a staff member something, they didn't know. They didn't had no idea, and it was and a lot of it was simple things like, "Is there another bathroom if I keep going this way?" Yeah, because like, I was in a part of the convention that I wasn't familiar with, and I was or like, like,
0: "When we were trying to get to the mezzanine, yeah." And I'm like, "Dude, like, how do you not know where you? Do you know where you're at?" Exactly. <laughs> um, um, I will say, I was actually, I won't say disappointed, but I didn't have as much fun at. Um, Fat Man on Batman, as I did the previous year. Right. Uh, Babylon was great.
1: Babylon was awesome. Um, they read our email, they read which is our, great.
0: They read your email, again, which is great. I, I got called out at the end of the episode. Oh, right. Don't, saying, don't say it. For saying River <laughs> or something. Um, but I, I will say, even though Roy Wood Jr. did not show up, the comedians at the Sal Volcano yeah.
1: show were hilarious. And Sal Volcano himself was really funny. Sal Volcano was great. And as a highlight to that, um, and this is a quick, little story behind us um you know is a house of blues and you pay for your seats or yes. you stand in general and we had our drinks we were ready to go we were kind of off to the side of one like the fourth row the fifth yes. row behind us was almost empty except for two girls behind us and they asked an usher they're like hey can we move down because there's nobody sitting in these chairs like, he's and like, then he's no, like they're no they're reserved and we were all we we kind of looked at the girls were like wait what and then like what like 30 seconds before the show started?
0: Well, before Sal set. Before Sal set.
1: They didn't yeah. come out for the they other did, That's right. They didn't come out for the other guys. Before Sal came out, it was Brian Quinn and Murr yep. and their people. Yep. They all filtered out. And like over my left shoulder, I got to look over and see Murr and, and Q's uh, uh, reactions to their friend on stage, yeah. which was really cool. Yeah,
0: and as they were walking in, I looked at him and said, what's up, yeah. Murr? I, I was like,
1: like what's I, up, man? I was like, hey, Q. And he's like, hey. <laughs> so, I mean, that stuff like that is pretty cool, man. They, they um, obviously
0: remembered us from when we saw him a few clearly. years ago. Clearly. Absolutely. In the dark. Yes. Yeah, got it. <laughs> um, so stuff like that is is yeah. I
1: had a great time. I got really really as you can hear in the in the uh, I I recorded something before the pucked twenty seventeen episode, the last episode one hundred seven one hundred six. Um, I got really sick when I got back. I just I my body was just like I'm. You're done, dude. You've been running for three weeks. I had a vacation before that. And it kicked my butt. Dude, but we're
0: not 20 anymore. No, we're not. And um, I felt like I was
1: like sick and hung over for like two and a half days. You know
0: what the awesome thing is? is this Okay. Like I said, I'm a big boy. I'm six foot, 375. Yeah. Marshall's far mm-hmm. shorter and far less heavy than I am. Um, So when we walk, Marshall's a speed demon. <laughs> I purposely went into this year's con, uh, con saying, okay, I'm going to go at my own pace. Right. If Because we both had badges. We didn't have to worry about trying to... Make sure the other one is entertained. We had plenty of people that we were hanging with. And, uh, you know, so I didn't feel pressure to, like, keep up with you. And you were actually going a little slower this time. I again. was. I was tired. I mean, you weren't doing 25,000 <laughs> steps every day anymore. I wasn't, no. We, we were hitting closer to ten, twelve thousand 12,000 steps. And uh, and so it was nice. It was like I had, I wasn't overwhelmed. I wasn't. It yeah, was, we had it was a good nice. time, man.
1: And I think part of it, too, helped that we met up with a ton of people yeah. and a ton of our friends. And thanks to everybody. Again, at the top of the show, we, we shouted you out. But thanks to everybody who showed up for Pucked, and everybody else we know from San Diego and from parts beyond. Um, it was awesome meeting Elise for the first time in real life. yep, um, And stuff like that. So thank you to everybody who showed up. We had a great con. And um, yeah, that's going to do it, man. I think, right? Yeah, I think it's the end of the show. Cool, let's go. Uh, so, thanks for tuning in to The Usual Podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter, and Will is at M.O. Griggs. When you see us on the social medias, say hi give us positive ratings like us and share us and all that we love it if you want to support the show patreon.com slash usual podcasts if you give us a buck or two an episode you can get our trailer time which we watched all the san diego comic-con trailers as an exclusive video we also do blooper reels for every show um and some other stuff to come down the line as well eventually i send you socks and codes and stuff for Sword tour which is awesome as well audibletrial.com slash usual podcast is another way to support the show uh i was just on a vacation where i read a lot and i read uh definitely read the name of the wind by uh patrick rothless which is phenomenal and i read brandon Sanderson's first book um which is called um which is what in my head elantris (laughs) yeah brandon Sanderson's first book uh elantris which is really good as well um but anything on there um you get on us one book for free And uh, we get 15 bucks, which is great. Awesome. We like money. We do. It helps.
0: It does. It helps us go to Comic Con next year. (laughs) It really, it actually, I will honestly say, personally helped me this year.
1: Yeah, exactly, guys.
0: All right. So um,
1: let's, we're back in the saddle, buddy. We are. We're back. So um, I guess we'll, what are we going
0: to do? That's it. Uh, Make sure you uh, you guys have a fun. Yeah, have a fun. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.